Welcome to the Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsythe. Yes, indeed, it's the Advertising Show with uh, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsythe being brought to you by Advertising Age Magazine. Visit online at adage.com. And uh, also by Walter Carl Interactive at waltercarl.com with a K. This is the Big Radio Midgets production. And uh, out of Santa Monica, California, a co-author of a really cool book called Punk Marketing. Get off your ass and join the revolution. It's uh, Mark Simmons uh, with us, uh, originally from London, but uh, now living in uh, the beautiful city of Santa Monica. So we've got Mark on for a few segments here. Also coming up shortly, very shortly, it's Jeffrey Gittimer. Uh, with you and why. And a little bit later on in the show as well, build a series, Patrick Meyer, our marketing insider as well. And if you dislike what we're going to talk about today, the show is also brought to you by Menabusel. Be beautiful on the inside. <laughs> oh, that's, no, that's their new slogan, by the way. Oh, Be- get out. No, it is. It's uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, yet it isn't usually associated with Menabusel. Well, that's a fact. A fiber supplement uh, intended to relieve constipation. Uh, P&G wants to change that. Now the uh, new TV ads for the company's Metamucil fiber supplement, which, by the way, if you've ever had it, it's very interesting, uh, carry the tagline, beautify your inside and resemble well, spots selling uh, cosmetics. <laughs> there, I mean, it's a, it's a great ad for, we talked uh, two, three weeks ago, you did, about the uh, advertising on the uh, barf bags on airlines. So there's a great sponsor. Oh, that's absolutely perfect. For, for those uh, ads. Oh, yeah, yeah. At a cheese factory. One shows a woman <laughs> applying mascara, styling their hair, and putting on lipstick. The first glimpse of Metamucil, and a new bright package, by the way, in its reflection in the mirror of a, a powder compact. And nowhere do the ads mention regularity or constipation. Well, of course they don't, because people already know that. And isn't that the essence right. of logic? You know, in right. other words, don't tell me what I already know. Tell me something new that might even help solve my problem. Well, first of all, a lot of the pharmaceuticals you're taking anyway, that's one of the side effects. <laughs> Those two what, things aspirin? you just mentioned. Yes, exactly. I understand. So, yeah. No, but anyway, so be beautiful on the inside, Brad. Well, I try to, and, you know, I take a little concentrated aloe juice I've been uh, uh, introducing oh, to my system. Oh, that's a good idea. It is, and, uh, you know, you think you're doing good. You don't. You never know. But, uh, you know... I could um, probably just go out in my backyard and chew on, on one of the plants. It would work the same way. That's, that's fine. Just, you know, eat whatever the monkeys in your neighborhood are eating out back, and you should be okay. <laughs> right. It's a survival mechanism. Right. You know, uh, just a heads up for any web users that are all into... Uh, you know, Wi-Fi, there is a new form of attack out there, that open wireless hotspot that you thought was pretty cool. Well, yeah. uh, web access might actually be a trap. That's uh, according to the uh, L.A. Times. Hackers are creating open lookalike wireless access points so they can get access to your sensitive inf- information. Jeff Bickers of the FBI in Los Angeles says consumers should be particularly wary of highly trafficked, trafficked uh, uh, Wi-Fi hotspots such mm-hmm. as cafes, airports, and hotels where the laptop turnover is significant. There's an axiom in the computer world, and that is convenience is the enemy or enema, no, enemy of uh, security. <laughs> See, we're back to Metamucil now. We are. But, uh, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense that, you know, you, what you thought. I read something in this same uh, article where this guy was in a hotel and two Wi-Fi uh, 
uh, URLs came up, and one was in lowercase and one was in uppercase. Unfortunately, this guy was a technology-savvy uh, guy, and he realized that that meant that there was somebody trying to get him to hook into the wrong one, mm-hmm. uh, which it was your guess as to whether it be upper or lowercase, <laughs> and uh, immediately got off uh, off of the Wi-Fi and uh, reported it to the, the local uh, the hotel security, and they figured out that they, along with many others, are are being uh, assaulted in this way. So Wi-Fi, be careful. Wi-Fi, why not, right? Yeah. Our friend at the New York Times, uh, Stuart Elliott, uh, wrote a commercial, uh, wrote a spot, no, an article. Yeah. This has been a long day. Uh, Promotion to sell cars by losing the keys. And if you've seen the uh, the infinity spots, well, they don't have, uh, you know, they, you just punch a button and right. the car goes kind of a thing. Keyless, yeah. So a campaign to promote push-button ignition system on the 07 Ultima sedan to, to begin uh, this past week, actually about a week ago. Uh, for the promotion, 20,000 key rings deliberately lost in bars, concert halls, sports arenas, other public places in seven large markets. Each key ring has three keys. All real and two tags, the biggest key resembling a car key, and the other two look as if they could fit the locks on office, uh, house or office doors. As a matter of fact, you may have one of those, and you're going, well, what do I do? Yeah. So uh, basically, it's just a promotion, folks. You don't have to do anything. Well, actually, yeah. you could go out and buy buy an Altima if you wanted to, because those are great little cars, too, as well. But what a, well, what a cool idea. What a or promotion. go to Oprah. Go to an Oprah taping, and I might give you an Ultima. Yeah, no, she does. Altima. She, Altima. She does. Uh, she does the less expensive cars. And the she more, like more the G4s. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You well, know, that's to, how. Uh, I was just gonna say that's how we differ. We don't give anything away, so don't check underneath your seat. There's nothing there. Fine. Now that we've got that out, no purchase necessary. Right? <laughs> that's true. Here's Jeffrey Gittimer on the advertising show. Quick takes on sales and customer relations with Jeffrey Gittimer, nationally syndicated columnist in the network of city business journals and other great publications worldwide. If you're offended by common sense commentary, don't you dare listen. Now, here's Jeffrey. There's two most important words in selling. Two words that define sales. Your sales. Can you guess what they are? Make money, customer service, close sales follow-up? No, no. Those are words about sales. I'm talking about the two words that lead to sales. Let me give you a hint. The words are separate. All right. Give up? Good. The first word is you. Many salespeople believe that customers buy their products and services first. Oh, no. The first thing a prospect buys is the salesperson. The first sale that's made is you. In order to affect any direct sale, the customer must first believe in the person conveying the message. The second most important word in sales is why. Why are you in sales? What are you doing this for? Are you in it to try to make some money? Oh no, wrong reason. What you want to understand is why you go to work every day, why you love what you do, and why you're doing what you're doing to help other people to get better. The second part of why is what you ask. Why are you in front of the customer and why will they buy from you? Exceptionally powerful. If you understand that you is the most important word with respect to selling yourself and the customer liking you, and why is the second most important word with respect to why are you doing this and what are you asking, what are the why questions that you're asking, the combination of those two things equals sales power. 
quick takes on sales and customer relations from The Advertising Show, the only radio show in America featuring Jeffrey Gittimer as a regular weekly guest. To learn more about his books, tapes, CDs, and speaking engagements, log on to Gittimer.com, G-I-T-O-M-E-R.com. And tune in next week when we'll hear Jeffrey say, This is Jeffrey Gittimer reminding you that if no one responds to your ad, it may be because your ad sucks. That's right, Jeffrey. And the advertising show is Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth. About to welcome uh, Mark Simmons uh, to the show. Mark is co-author of Punk Marketing, Get Off Your Ass and Join the Revolution. Mark is a Brit who was taken by the U.S. by storm not only once, but he did this twice in a long and tawdry 18 years of marketing. Like the tawdry part. That's great. Bringing a mix of healthy cynicism and common sense to the party, Simmons has a reputation as a savvy marketer and a creator of nonstop powerful promotion who pushes the boundaries with phenomenal success, shakes up things in the corporate world. We need to do that. Uh, also, uh, more recently, groundbreaking agency at Crispin Porter Brugusky as well, so I have to ask him about that too. So, Mark Simmons is also an author of Punk Marketing. We'll talk about that in just a minute. This just might be your business. Hello? Anybody hear me? Your message might be missing the eyes and ears of your best customers and prospects, those who are online. I'm talking, but what I really need to be doing is talking online. With on-target email list recommendations, the industry's most comprehensive email prospecting database, strategic interactive advertising solutions, and proven strategies for finding your new customers online to the tune of about 500 active partners, all of a sudden, hello, I'd like to talk to you. You've connected with your customers and prospects in a new and dynamic way. Wow, this is kind of cool. Walter Carl Interactive, a powerful e-marketing solutions provider that can make your next online advertising push a big success. Walter Carl Interactive, with over 8 million quality B2B and over 130 million consumer email addresses. Interactive marketing, multi-channel strategies, e-marketing databases, online customer acquisition solutions. Walter Carl Interactive. Go to W-A-L-T-E-R-K-A-R-L dot com. Make your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Schillens and Brad Forsyth. Another public service announcement from Brill Cream. Men, beware. Use one dab of Brill Cream. Just a little dab makes your hair look excitingly clean. Brill Cream. It makes your hair feel beautiful on the inside, right? Mark Simmons <laughs> is our special guest on the advertising show. The book is called Punk Marketing, Get Off Your Ass and Join the Revolution, uh, out of Santa Monica uh, this weekend on the advertising show. Hey, Mark, welcome welcome to the show. Well, our pleasure, and Ray and I both think the book is just certainly an outstanding read. Highly recommend it. Very entertaining, by the way. Laughed, la- laughed out loud uh, on many occasions reading the book. I take it you guys had uh, a good time writing it. Where, where did the idea for the book come about, Mark? I've been working marketing for a long, time, long, long time, longer than I, I care to mention sometimes. And um, it's been over the last few years. I've noticed there's been a shift in attitude to the stuff which used to be the non-traditional stuff has been become um, yearned after by some of the bigger clients, some of the bigger marketers. And it seemed that in many ways a lot of the industry hasn't caught up with that shift. And it's likened to, for me, growing up in the, uh, in the late 70s when I was a, a teen, this is aging myself now, um, in the UK, punk music was something which was really influential in my life. And what it seemed to do was it it railed against the system. There was some really bad disco music 
in the 70s, and it was very mainstream. And punk music, whether it was good music or bad music, jolted things and shook things up. And it seems that that's what's going on now in marketing, or there certainly is a need to do that, where there's a lot of establishment and traditional ways of doing things that need to be shaken up. And I think there are a few people who are trying to do that, and um, what we're trying to do with this book is say it's a frightening time because there's lots of change going on, but there are actually some guiding principles to try and lead people through this so that everybody can think in a different way, which is really what I think marketing needs. Well, I think from now on, Ray and I will refer to the old guard that some are still running uh, major agencies across America as the Bee Gees from now on, <laughs> since the way you illustrate that. I think that's a very good point, though. You know, it, it really is about uh, shaking things up. And we're going to talk about what you uh, highlight in your book about uh, ways that, that uh, you should be looking at marketing nowadays. We've had a lot of guests over the past several years uh, talk about many of what of what you speak of in your book, but all their it's all there in, in one book. Again, we highly recommend it. Who should you, uh, who would you like to think uh, would be the target market for, for reading your book? Who's your audience? Um, I think it's, um, it's, it's sort of all businesses. I know that sounds a bit glib, but for me, marketing is now such an important part of business. It's no longer just a little section in a company, um, a little suite of offices that does the crazy creative stuff. It's actually... Everybody who's in business needs to understand marketing, and to take that further, to some extent, everybody who's a consumer needs to understand marketing and business, because they're all part of the equation. Now, while I don't think that most normal people who aren't in business are going to want to pick up this book, we certainly hope that it's um, accessible enough and interesting enough and uh, entertaining enough for people who have an interest in business, whether they're small business owners, whether they work in larger companies, but not necessarily marketers to look at this book and say, I want to try and understand what's going on in my business. So it's really got quite a broad appeal. And the way we wrote it was very, very different from most marketing and business books. And I have to be honest, I don't know about you guys, but I hate reading marketing and business books because I love the ideas behind most of them. But I find that many of them run out of steam quite quickly. And mm -hmm. um, there are, of course, some great exceptions to that rule. They're not all like that, but I often get, you know, after three chapters, I get book burnout, where I just think, okay, I get the idea now, you're starting to repeat yourself, and now I've got another 12 chapters to read. And what we tried to do was make it so that you can read chapter by chapter in any order, you can dip into it, you can ignore some chapters or read some later, and in each case, they're going to be standalone things which are entertaining, but also very accessible for anybody who understands and is interested in business and pop culture. Yeah, I, I particularly liked uh, the way each uh, chapter was freestanding, and yeah, we get we receive a lot of review copies from major publishers here at the advertising show, and I guess we believe that when you find an author writing a business book uh, that tends to repeat themselves after the first four or five chapters, that's called page inflation, and unless you get you know your 150 to 250 pages, a publisher isn't going to publish your book. And, and mostly and I could, the same song and dance as well with the words well, that's turned, true. changed around a little bit, and that's it. That's exactly right. right. For the most part, it's, it seems to be like a, it, was a good, it was a good idea for a magazine article, and maybe it sort of justified 10 or 12 pages, and beyond that, it's really repeating in itself and becomes very repetitive, and I think... If you've invested 20, 25 bucks on a book and you're thinking this is going to set me up for this six-hour plane journey I've got across the country, 
the disappointment factor soon sets in if it's just more of the same. So yeah. um, this is supposed to be entertaining. It's most, meant to be, you know, we don't, in a way, we don't really mind if people agree with what we're saying, but we want to get some reaction. Hopefully it's a, you know, it's a laugh because um, I think the danger of this stuff, this stuff we call marketing, is we take ourselves too seriously. Yeah. Now, it is a business. It's a very important business. But I think over the last few years, certainly since I started in the business, it's lost a lot of its fun factor. You know, it used to be that great um, crossing point between creativity and business. And that's certainly why I went into it. I had an interest in the arts and creativity, and I had a real interest in business. And I thought, wow, advertising and marketing, that's where it is. And um, I think that's the reason why a lot of people with that sort of match or mix of left brain, right brain skills went into it. And over the last, I don't know what it is, five, ten years, it's lost all of that interesting stuff. It, it tries to take itself too seriously, and everything is measured, and everything's based on ROI and metrics. And while those things are important, as important is having creativity, and I think creativity is partly based on not taking yourself too seriously and poking fun, poking fun at yourself, poking fun at your others, and having, having fun at work. And I think if um, anybody in marketing who's not having fun at work they need to find a way to do it because that's what it should all be about in marketing. You need to get that creative spirit back into what we do. Yeah, well, and you, you guys do a great job of uh, illustrating what happened to the to the uh, advertising and marketing industry back during the dot-bomb days and com days and since and sucked all the talent out of the industry and then back in the 90s and the consolidation and, and, and fee systems and all that. And you do it just an outstanding job of, of really capturing the uh, change that's taken place to where people, you know, aren't that excited or at least not in recent years that excited about being in the advertising and marketing business as they once were. And we're going to talk a lot about, uh, in particular, your marketing manifesto that you shared in the beginning of your book. And we're going to save that for next segment. What do we have here, Ray? A couple minutes left? Actually, less than a minute, Brad. So. Less than a minute. So communication. we want to talk about. Well, real quickly, uh, Communication 101, a sidebar in your uh, in the beginning of your book, How to Stay Popular in an Age of Zero Marketing. You talk about getting a vibrating phone. Ray has vibrating underwear, and now we can say, vibrating Ray, is that your phone, or are you wearing those vibrating underwear again? Happy to see you. Yes, exactly. Right. right. On the advertising show, it's Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth. Our very special guest out of uh, Santa Monica, California this weekend is... Uh, Co-author of the book, uh, Punk Marketing, Get Off Your Ass and Join the Revolution. Mark Simmons is his name. Uh, Crispin Porter hung out a little while there back in 02 as well. We've got much more on the Advertising Show coming your way. Hope you stay with us. The Advertising Show powered by Shipple.com. That's S-C-H-I-P-U-L.com. And a really cool platform called Tendency for Marketing on the web. Check it out. It's good stuff. Back with more in just a minute on the Advertising Show. Why do more media professionals read IWantMedia.com? IWantMedia.com features reports from industry leaders and media personalities. IWantMedia.com gives you quick access to news, stats, trade orgs, and industry publications, and it's updated daily. Forbes says IWantMedia.com contains everything media professionals need to stay ahead of the game. The Washington Post calls it the source for the serious media geek. Do you get it? If you don't, you should. To sign up for free daily email alerts, visit IWantMedia.com. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is The Advertising Show. When you 
drink it, but we certainly run their commercial. It's Ray Shellen's Brad Forsyth on the advertising show. Mark Simmons is uh, co-author of Punk Marketing, Get Off Your Ass and Join the Revolution. Mark, welcome back to the advertising show. Thank you. Yeah, and you know, last segment we were talking about how it's important to have fun and, and, and get exciting about get excited about uh, being in this business again. And uh, according to your bio, you recently turned your talents to more non-profit uh, work, and I'm curious... Seriously now, Mark, how much fun can it be working for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation? <laughs> now, come Bill on. is a very funny guy. I've never actually met Bill, but... Um, <laughs> well, I was waiting for that. <laughs> I hear he's great. Yeah. And he has a lot of money. And he's well, changing yeah. the world for a second time round, so I have nothing it's, bad to say about him. It's a well-meaning, uh, meaningful, a very meaningful foundation, and what was it? I heard three, four billion dollars is the last figure I thought I heard thrown around as far as their budget. And uh, what well, they have to spend every year. I mean, yeah. having to spend three billion dollars a year. It must be well, tough. can't do less. You yeah. get in trouble. Yeah. Got to do more or leave Well, more. I, see, I see. According to your client list, you've kept that excitement right up there with the Al Gore's Alliance for Climate Protection. I assume right. you're not going to be leading. With Al Gore as the spokesperson, any campaigns for that? Are you, uh, Mr. Excitement not. himself? Possibly <laughs> <laughs> not. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, Al Gore started a, a huge movement in the stuff he's done on the uh, in, in the environment, and what we're going to try and do is take that on and um, create a mass persuasion campaign around the the very worthy idea of trying to get people to stop global warming. No doubt, uh, worthy, very worthy idea, and uh, honor. You know, I'm sure you're honored to be a part of that. Let's talk. A, yeah, let's talk a little bit about some of the uh, the book content here, which was an outstanding read. And of course, if your book's going to be called Punk Marketing, you can't give a damn what anybody thinks about uh, your book, or you wouldn't be in keeping with the theme, right? Right. I want okay. them to. If they hate it, that's good. If they want to tear pages out, that's good. If they like it, that's really good. But. If they have no reaction at all and thought, yeah, then that's bad. Yeah. Right. But uh, log on to punkmarketing.com, and you can email both co-authors, and uh, they're waiting to hear from you, uh, good, bad, and ugly. Let's talk about the uh, marketing manifesto that you shared in your book. Could you briefly touch on some of the more important articles, or do you consider yeah. all of them important? Well, I think they, they all are. There's, there's basically 14 or actually 15 articles in the manifesto, and... It's impossible to take one out and still have the same um, impact. And really what the the context of this stuff is that there's been a huge amount of change going on in the last few years in terms of technology. And I think a a reaction to that could be sort of dazzled in headlights and either going back to the safe and tried and trusted or to tag on to the latest technology and think, well, if I just do a campaign on YouTube or I do my MySpace page, that's it. Whereas the point of the manifesto is to say, okay, that stuff is all very good, and it's to some extent there's going to be fads in there, and there's things going to change every day. But what is it? What are the guiding principles that you should root your marketing in that have been in place for years and years, and will continue to be in place for years and years? In other words, they are non-changing things, <clears throat> and we've outlined um, 15 of them. So, for instance, avoid risk and die. And I think we all know that if in this in a need, when you need to connect with consumers, if you take the safe route and do what has been done before, you're never going to have a chance of breaking through. Um, number two is why, why not ask why not? So it's sort of about questioning your assumptions. 
um, because I think with in, in, in business as a whole, people go in thinking they understand what it's all about and it's based on past experience. And if people continue to do that, they're never going to understand what they need to do in the future. So there's, I think, well, I won't go through all of them, but there's um, right. one of them which is maybe slightly counterintuitive with make enemies. And, right. um, you know, that seems like an odd thing to do, but I think everybody needs an enemy to um, play against. And by enemy, we don't necessarily mean your direct competitor, although that could be one, but it could just as easily be complacency. You know, a lot of uh, campaigns I've been working on the last couple of years in my sort of non-profit stuff, I think there's a big complacency because people don't take action even though they, they, even though they know there's a need to do that. So I think in every campaign, every piece of marketing, you need to identify what it is that you're fighting against. Um, you know, a real example could be Virgin versus British Airways or Virgin, again, because Virgin's a great one at doing that. Richard Branson is great at identifying who his enemy is. He did it with Coca-Cola. When I was working right. with the, on Coca-Cola in... Uh, Four, uh, five or six years ago, or whatever it was, in, uh, in Atlanta, and he launched Virgin Cola, he declared war uh, against Coca-Cola and Pepsi. He said, he, he drove a tank down Fifth Avenue, and he <clears throat> said to the CEO of um, Coca-Cola, Douglas Ivester, I challenge you to a, an arm wrestling match, and he made it very public. He put a big ad in the New York Times, and that's a very real example of, um, of, of, of just defining who your enemy is. But as I said, and, it and, need and to be... And the wager, the wager on that arm wrestling match—that was the most interesting part. Yeah, the, the wager was um, was the person who wins has the rights to sell cola in the United States, and the loser has to cease production and distribution in the country. Well, that yeah. seems fair to me. That's not a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Mark Simmons is our special guest. Hold on for one second, Mark. We're going to take a break here on the advertising show. It's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth, and what a great story, yeah. Co-author yeah. of uh, Punk Marketing, Get Off Your Ass and Join the Revolution. We've got uh, more with Mark, along with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth, coming up next. How can 18 different companies all sell the exact same thing known as water? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most thought-provoking, groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. Your job demands you not only have good ideas, but great ideas. And those great ideas have to start somewhere. And that somewhere is in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com. How can you get someone's attention if you don't have $10 million in a celebrity endorsement? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most innovative and groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. The next big idea demands out-of-the-box thinking. Start your search for greatness in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com. Simplifying the complex world of advertising. To reach Ray and Brad with your questions, log on to theadvertisingshow.com. This is The Advertising Show. See the USA in your Chevrolet. America is asking you to call. Drive your Chevrolet. Hey, thanks for spending time with us on The Advertising Show. It's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth out of... Uh, Santa Monica, California this weekend. It's Mark Simmons, co-author of Punk Marketing, Get Off Your Ass, Join the Revolution. And uh, what a great story just before the break. Mark, uh, welcome back to the Ant Show. Thank you. 
Yeah, and one of the uh, sidebars on Communication 101, Ray, says everyone should do a conference call standing up, so I want everybody to know that Ray and I are conducting this interview standing up. Standing up, exactly. Uh, uh, naked. We missed out that last bit. Well, the naked part? I yeah. thought that was called uh, TMI, you know. <laughs> that, was, that was too much information. <laughs> you, you use the uh, term disinformation. Intermediation, uh, Mark, uh, a throwback from the dot-com days, but yet you uh, have a different take on that. Explain how you use this term today. It's missing out the middlemen. I mean, we have a chapter called Kill the Middlemen, which is all about how the, the, the intermediaries that have existed um, in terms of the media, both the, uh, you know, the, the agencies but also the gatekeepers to the information and news, to some extent, are losing power and control, and um, the control is an, an, an overall theme of the book. Is this, which is that control and power is being shifted from corporations to consumers, and to some extent, companies and corporations are saying they recognise this and are allowing it to happen and giving consumers the tools to do that. But the sort of um, the lesson on that is if they don't then consumers are going to do it anyway. And there are a lot of examples of um, people, particularly in advertising and marketing, where they have created their own advertising and marketing messages because they wanted to let their voice be heard and they won't give them the chance to do it through normal means. So the answer is that they're going to do it anyway, so you may as well help them do it. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you've got an outstanding concept in your book about bringing in an expert from a completely different field and, and, and uh, letting them talk to your team and learn something new. Talk about how this can help a group grow and progress. Right. Well, yeah, the, the, um, I think too many, in too many situations, in too many business meetings and environments, it's the same old people with the same old views who've all drunk from the same old Kool-Aid talking to each other, and they don't... Um, first, they don't know what other people think, and that's, it's good to get another perspective. But also, they're, they're stuck in this, um, they can be stuck in this sort of um, thinking where they only talk the same language, and they think that's all there is to it. And I think there's an interesting way to break out of that, which is bringing people from other professions, other industries with other crafts and other skills, to try and just shake things up a bit and talk about experience from their own point of view. What does creativity mean for them? How do they get ideas? And often um, I found this, that if you talk to people from a different field, it sparks ideas in a completely different direction than you would have had if you'd just been talking to the same old folks over and over again. And then it's great advice, and it's a little risky, I think, for some to think that an outsider could have something to contribute to their organization. But so many companies today are so insulated and entrenched in their industry, they, they really are myopic in their, their view. And I think that's really a, a, an obvious and great idea that many should take uh, take advantage of and, and stick your neck out and do that. In the past, Mark, uh, quality seems to be... Uh, a major differentiator. Would you say this has changed today, and, and what is the new standard, the new differentiator? Um, well, quality isn't a differentiator. I think it used to be, you know, used to be in the industrial age. Um, since that time, basically, products became commoditized. I mean, there was no real way to differentiate the thing that came out of the factory anymore, so hence the rise of, of branding. And I think the um, that principle still holds true today, that um, quality is no longer what makes things stand out, but it's it's a distinctive, um, it's a distinctive image, uh, distinctive feel and look and tone, and I think it's really it comes down to the use of creativity that makes things stand out. It's, it's certainly no longer quality. Yeah, go get the book. It's called uh, 
Punk Marketing, get off your ass, join the revolution. You can find out more at punkmarketing.com. And uh, co-author uh, Mark Simmons has been our guest here on the Advertising Show. Mark, uh, best of luck as you pursue the, uh, the book and uh, all other things as well. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you both. On the Thank Advertising you, Show, it's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth back with more in just a moment. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Hello, amigo. You see where the Chiquita people got in trouble about a week or so ago? They were, they were uh, hiring terrorists, Brad, hmm. uh, to keep uh, uh, the bad guys away from, from, from their, their plantations. It's like, hmm. well, that was a mistake. So enjoy your chiquita banana. It's still high in potassium and very good for you. It's a wonderful, right. it's a wonderful treat. So, so the anti, it's the number one anti-terrorist fruit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's our new slogan, right? How'd you know that? Uh, Mark Simmons, uh, what a great interview today. Yeah. Co-author of Punk Marketing, uh, Get Off Your Ass and Join the Revolution. Mary Bennett is coming up uh, uh, next week as we get closer to tax time for you. Uh, by the way, looking ahead, we have April the Friday the 13th coming up <laughs> right before Jeez. tax time, so that's something to look forward to. But Mary Bennett will be here on the 8th, and uh, that'll be great. No no telling where Mary is. It's usually close to some event, uh, whether right. it's Dallas or Chicago, New York, L.A., or something like that. So. She's been on the show before a couple times. Yeah, sweet. And with, uh, as you point out, with uh, April 13th being a Friday, that means the 15th Sunday, so it pushes to Monday for the deadline. For the deadline. And if, yeah. you've, if you've had to wait, please don't do that. It's just no, not a don't. real smart idea. We need the money. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. We have... Uh, this is a this is a particularly good one from Patrick. Not that the other ones aren't good, but it's called Build a Series, okay? And it talks about campaigns. It talks about when you're doing creative and you're coming up with something. It's just not a one-shot deal, unless you only have a couple of bucks. Uh, but Patrick <laughs> Myers, our marketing insider, he's got that for us next. Let's listen to Patrick. Welcome to Understanding the Future Now. It's the Marketing Insider featuring Patrick Meyer. Think back to when you were young and single and you were dating. Imagine if you dated someone and on the first night you learned everything about them. How boring would that be on the second date? Yet most marketers and their agencies continue to try and tell the entire story in one 30-second spot and never come back with chapters that continually unfold. So today what I'm going to talk to you about is building marketing episodes. The consumer wants you to deliver a never-ending story. Give them just enough with each episode to bring them into your brand, wanting to explore and know more. So you need to create a marketing plan so that you've got four to six episodes across the year. One of our clients is Daimler Chrysler, and the brand is Dodge. So they came out with a great, very creative spot around Rock'em Sock'em. One of the Rock'em Sock'em robots takes on a Dodge Ram. But what we did with our client was to create a whole episode that was the follow-up. It was around what they call Truck Month. And everything was geared to reach out and touch people with the Rock'em Sock'em characters and then drive people to retail. We created a microsite that had a game that you came to. There was even a link between the microsite and YouTube with funny videos. And lastly, there was retail. Things that were happening in the dealership with inflatable Rock'em Sock'em characters and other things. So as you go forward, challenge yourself, challenge your team, 
challenge your client to think a different way and build marketing episodes. You've been listening to The Marketing Insider, heard every week here on The Advertising Show. Join us next week for more insight into the future of marketing. This is Patrick Meyer as your Marketing Insider. And remember, the revolution is now. Hey, you want to know more? Go to nowing.net or send me an email at patrick at nowing.net. Yeah, if you're on the computer right now, don't get on your email. Okay, just right. stay right here at the show, and you can check in with Patrick a little bit later on. He's not accepting email right now, anyway. No, he's probably asleep. Actually, that's usually, true. Usually on Sunday afternoons, about this time, he takes a nap. That's true. We don't know that. We're just making it up. Mary Bennett, who has been a past guest on the advertising show, will be joining us uh, next week uh, with the uh, Radio Advertising Bureau. And always had a lot of interesting things to talk about as we get Mary on the show. It's fun to have the industry-specific experts and see what their take on the industry is, and especially with all the things that have been going on lately, you know, with Clear oh, Channel yeah. and trying to burn off some stations. And uh, We haven't heard much from Howard Stern lately, so maybe Mary would know a little bit about that as well. Hmm. Who knows? Isn't, isn't Howard he, supposed to be back on the radio or something, or, or is, he, yeah. is he? Well, he's concerned about merging and losing his closet space, I suppose, something with XM. Like so what do you have there? Well, you know, uh, you remember, well, you, I'll just do it the way it's uh, written here. Rock and roll was, of course, all about free love. We remember that back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, cheap, it, cheap or free, yeah. Exactly, but it wasn't about free concert footage. A group of famous rockers, including Carlos Santana, Grateful Dead Productions, and members of Led Zeppelin and the Doors teamed up this past Monday, Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, two Mondays ago. I, I correct myself there. To sue the website WolfgangVault.com. Remember, uh, this is the guy that you know bought that uh, footage from a uh, vault from Clear Channel. Uh, all the deceased uh, uh, concerts from, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, deceased. <laughs> all the previous collection from de- deceased con. Cert promoter Bill Graham. There you go. Okay, Thanks. Good. Uh, yeah, he had all that footage, and apparently the uh, uh, this guy bought all of that from Clear Channel for some $5 million, and the group cool. uh, filed suit in U.S. District Court in Northern California uh, against the side owners, uh, owners uh, saying that the... Uh, you know, they the rights to the records uh, and was never intended to be, you know, sold and repurposed for profit. So I think they've got a strong case in this. And, uh, you know, this guy bought this uh, material and he's trying to repurpose it online. Well, he's also got T-shirts and other rock and roll memorabilia. If you want to learn more about it, don't sue me. Go to WolfgangsVault.com. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't really see the big deal there. What, what – uh well, it's just these guys are still alive or their organizations are still yeah. business entities and they're thinking that they're losing rights to something they did back, you know, 20, 30, I guess more than 20, more okay. like 30 well, plus can, years ago. And the guy's making money off of them. Okay. You know, I think they want a piece of it. <laughs> Not the T-shirts, probably just the music and the and the video. Well, there's nothing wrong with those residuals coming in there. Right. Okay. Just ask... Uh, uh, all the gang from uh, Raymond. I saw Raymond. Uh, saw that Brad Garrett guy about a week, uh, week or so ago on Leno, and yeah. uh, all these, all these people from Le- from uh, Seinfeld and and uh, Raymond and the uh, others that have made a lot of money. They don't look like they're doing too bad. Although their ego is probably a little bruised because they're not getting much uh, uh, tube time or or you know. Well, sure. That, every but, time he appears at the Pebble Beach uh, Golf uh, Pro Am. He says, I still don't have work. Anybody out there want to hire me? Come on, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to go right? to work. So that's yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, but residuals are nice. And a lot of those guys back in the, you know, back when we were kids, uh, uh, 
are not getting residuals for us. Things. They basically signed all that away. It's yeah. like gone. Bada bing, yeah. bada boom. They still, you know, they have to have regular jobs now. Which yeah. Is, uh, and Aunt B, what is she? She's homeless now, isn't she? No, she's, no, she's dead, she's, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. She passed away several years ago. But, sorry. But uh, she <laughs> she wants a cat lady. We know that. That's <laughs> uh, true. It's true. It is true. Hey, the advertising show. Look forward to uh, joining uh, with you next week again. we got uh, Mary Bennett coming up. And the advertising show brought to you by Advertising Age Magazine. Visit online at age.com and by Walter Carl Interactive. Interactive at WalterCarl.com. This is a Big Radio Midgets production. <laughs>